genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, you As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil those for you. But I will give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story today is Way of X number one. By Cy Spurrier, Bob Quinn, and Java Tartaglia. Got some Nightcrawler up in here. Heck Getting yeah. some X-Men up in this. Finally. Yeah. I know. We don't, we're stuck on yeah, this Yeah, we Batman never talk about train. X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always Batman. Yeah. yeah we were, we've been a Batman podcast for a while. Uh, getting, we're back on the X-Men Getting back thing. to our roots. We have two moods. And it yeah. is those. I mean, we got a little, <laughs> we got a little so Batman just, in here, but. So I finally got around to bagging and boarding comics. Oh yeah, congrats! How'd that go? It got it got to a point. Time ever. It got to a point where I couldn't effectively work in my office anymore. There were so many comics around. I was just in a fire hazard. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hate to break it to you, comics are still a fire hazard when they're in a bag and board. Sure, but (laughs) it's not. And and I was also at a point where, like, if I accidentally spill a glass of water, I'm doing eight hundred dollars worth of damage. (laughs) And that's not even because the comics are valuable. It's just that it's like a a year's worth of comics. That's just how much the paper costs. That's just yeah. That's just face value. <laughs> yeah, three three ninety nine, four ninety nine pop. That'll that'll do it. <laughs> it was two hundred comics. Yeah, that's actually it, it that's took, that's low. That's a, I was expecting you to say five. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. But I ha- I now have two entire short boxes of nothing but books we've talked about on this show. Oh, that's nice. You should and label it like you should just keep it in like not don't put it in alphabetical order just put it in order episode of, order episode order that's k that's pure like chaos suggested that on the fucking on the discord i feel like yeah, someone said that that was yeah. a suggestion from uh actually chris from tmnt minute oh nice and uh true believers podcast which is our sister podcast that also comes out on wednesdays oh <laughs> so nice go check out true believers <laughs> no that would be, but, yeah that'd be cool I, that reminds me i should probably bag and board my comics yeah you should it's every, so every time, satisfying every time i go to bag and board my comics uh, I'm like, oh yeah, all right. I'll just buy a hundred pack. That'll be more than enough. I'll have some left over, yeah, and then I, the I always thing. go back and buy two hundred more. I just like, don't have every a good station time. for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have a good spot to like really camp out and just bang that shit out. Like I just I, that's pro, my problem. pro tip: combine the bag and board first, and then add the comics later. Don't try to do it all three at the same time, or you'll go fucking nuts. No, I Why actually I that? I'm pretty fast at taking the comic, putting the board behind it, and then putting both in the yeah. bag. Uh, Mm. yeah no I, I'm, I'm cool with, i just need a station to do that i just don't have a good spot for it just from doing the single bag and board for like selling at work i'm a mm. fucking pro at the like oh yeah yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can i got i got a good rhythm at that when i was working at the shop yeah 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 i can i can like combine a, a whole like bundle of bags and boards in like three minutes tops like I get, just fucking I get nail mad it. when people do it wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no the the, the glossy side's gotta go comic forward like you get no but also if you have the if you have the the them set up where you have to flip it every time you combine oh them. my just, god you're doing it wrong you just yeah, flip yeah, the yeah. whole just pile extra movement. you're just, you're just wasting yeah. yeah you're wasting efficiency yeah, but bro you haven't seen my piles of comics like <laughs> I, i'll go okay i'll move it so that the spine is facing left and then the next book the f- spine is facing right so it's like this is pointless. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I have that same issue, uh, Adam, because I have so many. So I like so they don't all get warped. I have to yeah. turn them so the spines alternate, so they don't all just topple over when they get too high. Oh my god! The <laughs> only thing that's for certain is that we each have a like really specific method, and every uh, everyone else's method would piss us off like that's the yeah, only yeah. Like, <laughs> if i looked your at your collection work. i would just i would just fucking explode i don't well I don't we had a whole it. argument oh, about how i don't use tape on the discord <laughs> it was a conversation uh no, I'm just kidding. i don't i it's fine i just wasn't aware i use tape but then i realized that i use it so infrequently that i don't even know if i have tape so like yeah and it's if literally I got, just like wrapping presents and bagging boarding comics those pretty are much is the okay. only time i use tape and w- so every, twice a year so twice a, yeah yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. well three yeah, times you pretty, better be buying christina pr- uh, birthday presents but i i i had to yeah. re-up on my bags and boards and get another short box on wednesday so like went and bought comics and then bought bags and boards at a short box and then i and then uh Casey's coworker ragged me up. He's like, "That's that'll be a hundred dollars." I just almost punched him in the face. <laughs> Good thing that like plexiglass that plexiglass screen yeah. is in the way, so you that's that's actually what well, it's for, so people can't punch us because we're just yeah. so punchable. Because of sticker I, shock. <laughs> I had talked to Will last week when I bagged and board comics because I sent him a picture of it all spread over my bed, and he's like. But they were just out in the open. I was like, yeah, it's like they were in bags. It's fine. And he's like, that bags aren't acid proof. I was like, yeah, but my acid is bag proof. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very specific system. So I, I make a f- I make a mess when I'm bag and boarding and putting stuff oh, away. Oh, I do too. I make yeah. a huge mess because I got to put them in order. Because my brain will break. Because if I want to ever go find them, like I don't want issue oh. one to be in the three boxes away from issue two. <laughs> I have no, I have no order. It's just Marvel. DC indie, uh, and then X Men, and then X Men variants, and then Emma Frost covers. I feel like and you have too it. many that's to the ha- only. Yeah, I feel like if you got more specific, do. it would take you literally forever. Mine's just <laughs> autobiographical. Like I don't fucking care. <laughs> like it's just whatever order I bought them and then put them in a box. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I fucking hate Dewey all Decimal of system. you. <laughs> I, I somewhere. I think Casey. I think you and I would organize very similarly. Yeah, but somewhere I have the first appearance yeah. of Madman, and I have no idea where it is. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, no, and, and Sean, you are correct. I think ours are probably similar, but I do not make a mess while I'm doing it. It is fucking meticulous. No, it's, I- it's meticulous, but I just I need space. Mm. Like it mm-hmm. takes a lot of space because I'll bag and board everything. Now I gotta I gotta organize it by title and put it in chronological order. Just use your ping pong table. Yeah, that's downstairs, and I can't sit at it. <laughs> I don't want to stand and bag of board comics. I used yeah. to I used to do it on the dining room table, <laughs> and then also lug them three floors back upstairs when I'm done. <laughs> well, not, you don't put it all in a box. Then you just take yeah. handfuls. I used to do it on the dining room table, and then one year I was like, I'm going to actually organize my collection. Oh. Yeah, and then we didn't have a dining room for like six months. <laughs> yeah, I would do it on that, but I have a cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that becomes very difficult very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't take up space because I have yeah. five pets Honestly, and they're coming sh- through at all yeah. times, whether you like it or not. What so I it's all very concise I should just concise buy piles. singles and bag and board them after I read them. That's what I should do. See, I, I'm so I, bad at it. None of us do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I've only ever lasted maybe one week of doing that. I'm just bad at it. Yeah. We we I also all have this, like, this one friend who bags his boards at the 
he bags his comics at the cash register. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. that drives me fucking crazy. Uh I you know, not to call anyone out who might do this that's listeners, as a as an employee, fuck you. Like that's the fucking worst. <laughs> Ouch. That's the fucking worst. Like, yo, I don't mind if you do it in the store, just step off to the side. You doing it while I'm trying to scan them is like yeah. my number one I mean number one. Adam, is it who I'm thinking? Top of? five pet It's who you're thinking. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm he's good that. at it though. Like he's fast with it because he used to work there. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm but not still, even, I don't I, even I know who you're it. talking about. But like, yeah. But when you're just, done with the transaction, please yeah. move out of the way. Yeah, just because yeah. anywhere else you could do it. Like you could hang out. It's cool. But doing it like in the way is just yeah, like unless, I'm gonna have, unless there's scream. one like you need to move out of the way. Yeah, exactly. I just want to fucking scream. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's like anything. <laughs> like people who organize their wallet after they've paid for yeah, their stuff. Dude, it's like just no like, dog. Like. Do that on your own time. Dude. Or just don't do that. No one's wallet's organized. Fuck you. My, I mean, mine is. No mine is, but I get far. Like, I have to be home before I Mine's organize it. Mine's basically a money clip at this point, so it's great. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of unorganized wallets. Oh, what a uh, transition. Let's let's talk about our first comic book. Because wow, we are that's almost- brilliant. It's almost, like you, it's almost like you meant to do that. That's amazing. It's almost like, yeah, that was pretty good. We got all the way there. So we'll talk yeah. about Nightwing number 79 uh, by Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo, and Adriano Lucas. Um, so as RJ has been saying, I think we've all been agreeing, this book is gorgeous. It's the fucking it, prettiest comic. And it's it so starts off with a awesome splash page of two big splash pages of Nightwing kind of jumping off a building talking about like he's always had a safety net in his life and the first one it's him jumping off and you see all of his costumes like starting when he was in the circus to Robin to all of his like Nightwing costumes it's so good I do like to point out that it it left out the like when he was just a super spy when he was just Grayson (laughs) they they didn't put that suit yeah, no one cares about that. Because it was just a suit. Like, it was just like, yeah. A, yeah. And then they kind of do another big splash page, him talking about all the people that have helped him along the way. Like, his actual. Oh, his, man, I cried. His parents, his father, his other father. It's like, you know, Bruce Aww. and Alfred, and then Aww. his friends. I, I, but I, I like how they, they drew it all, like, different eras throughout. Like, you know, the, it was like an older Titans, like, costume and lineup and to kind of show the progression that matched the the uniforms it was a really cool way to do it yeah oh and his brothers which is all the him and all the robins no man um and then it kind of cuts to after that it kind of kind of cuts to him talking with barbara so you get the full you get the full circle um and we get some cool I, i i like this interaction basically what we're getting now is dick is now settling into figuring out what he wants to do now that he's a billionaire <laughs> constantly forgetting that he's one yeah. yeah yeah they have a couple great lines they go to get like they go to this just like hole in the wall pizza shop and they're like oh two slices and he's like seriously he's like you're a billionaire now he's like oh right four slices yeah. <laughs> but the, the pizza shop is marvin george's it's so good yeah. <laughs> yeah no that that reaction of like you're a billionaire now oh yeah four slices yeah. is yeah. like the most like poor person payday vibe it's, I've yeah, ever it's, uh, seen. Yeah. Like it's so fucking relatable. It's like, oh yeah, beers on me, guys. Yeah, no, yeah. just paps. He but beers want, on me. Yeah, he doesn't want <laughs> fancier shit. He just wants more of it. So he has this great conversation. They're talking. They're talking with Barbara, but eventually, kind of gets to like, I want to do more now. He's like, you know, he mentions, I feel like ba- Bruce could have always done more as Bruce. You know. 
<laughs> and he's like, I'm sure that's an in uh, Barb was like, I'm sure that was an insight he would take really well. And he's like, yeah, Bruce loves personal criticism. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of good back and forth, good dialogue. And then there's some. Um, that's a looks, great point, though, that, yeah. that Bruce could have done more as Bruce. I feel like we've talked about that before. I feel like, like every single episode I just say, hey, maybe like putting resources into your community actually prevents crime, not punching people. And, and that's think, what yeah, this um, book is about too. Like every yeah. single week, there's at least one book Bruce about that. does do a lot of that. But Batman does do that. Yeah. They don't yeah. highlight it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a big thing. Like, cause they always talk about the Wayne foundation, but it's like, it's always an afterthought. Uh-huh. It's never like the focus of a book, which yeah. it probably all should the, be. Uh, it's like all the, the Wayne buildings were the only one left standing during No Man's Land because they're the only ones that were earthquake proof. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so stuff like that. But like, it's just like, oh, yeah, now we're moving on to Batman's punching stuff. Like, it's so like, but I just yeah, I feel like there's still a part of Bruce's brain that wishes he could use the Wayne Foundation for Batman related things. No, sure. Yeah. Oh, for but sure. Like, yeah, but I feel like that was the, that was what Alfred was for for so many years. Like, yeah. yo, like, stop punching shit all the time. Um, <laughs> So eventually, then there's some people ask, uh, I think they're, you know, um, I can't tell if they're exactly uh, homeless or something, but someone just asking for change. Um, people down on the luck, a, a, guy, a man and his son. And then he's just, uh, you know, really, real, really cash. But the dick kind of has this idea. It's like, yo, I could buy a whole bunch of people pizza. <laughs> Invite everybody in the neighborhood. I'm going to just buy everyone pizza. <laughs> just yeah, to kind of give a back pizza a little party. bit. Yeah. Um, and then while they're there, he... <laughs> Um, he gets his wallet stolen, uh, and Barbara immediately texts the group chat to tattle on him and make fun of him. There's a bat group chat. This yeah. was so good. Yeah, Cassandra uses emojis because of. Oh, it's such a good nod. Oh, yeah, I love amazing. it so much. If it's anything like the dueling well. genre Discord, yeah, <laughs> it's probably he's getting lit up right now. <laughs> um, then, so the the kind of the other side story is like there's been this guy walking around like the heartless or the no heart man and this guy uh the original man and the son are walking down and they get cornered by this guy and he tells his son to run away tells him everything's gonna be okay and then the, this shadowy figure is like it's not gonna be okay and kind of shoots him with this like thing and it just rips his heart out it's, it's like, like a like a heart vacuum heart, heart ripper outer <laughs> yeah heart, heart, heart ripper, ripper outer <laughs> it's the official official term yeah very official term um and then the other kind of story to this is nightwing getting his wallet back um as he tracks it down uh the kids are they try to pickpocket the mob boss boss um maroney and he's like, um, they're going to kill those fucking kids if they try to steal from them. And lo and behold, they try to kill those kids. <laughs> and we get another amazing splash page um, of him swinging down from the building and taking out some gangsters. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. The the way the art is able to dictate action and just the flow of it's the pages. So it's dynamic. so good. It's beautiful. Yeah, also, it, like, I, I can't speak enough for um, Adriano Lucas. This color work is just... Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, like, I yeah feel like, showing the transitions between all everything. Yeah, it's it's great. Well, like, even, like, the the way the splash page that you're talking about where he's jumping off the roof and, like, across yeah. the street and punching the guy, the, like, the, the color wash of him in movement and yes. then up to where he's, like, 
in like presently is just fucking wild. It's just yeah. it's it, brilliant color work. It becomes more and more sharp as it's getting closer to you yeah, and, yeah. And, and closer to like the present. It's 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 there's, very cool. There's no better like team like comic book team from artist to color to writer built right now to like better to highlight just how acrobatic and you know lighthearted dick is like this is it's just so good and perfect for the character totally it it fits the book so so well Mm -hmm. yeah so eventually he him and oracle track figure out where his wallet is and they figure out that it's basically these kids stole it and they're just in this homeless community living under a bridge basically it tent city it's a fucking tent city tent city yeah, yeah. and they ask him if he's the I feel um, the intensity they Stop ask him that. if he's the <laughs> nice uh they ask him if he's the man without a heart it's like um that's weird um he's like no i'm oh no he he takes it metaphorically I yes. believe they meant it literally. They meant, yeah, yes. they mean the guy who's they, out there no, they, taking people's hearts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Batman's the man without a heart. And kind yeah. of the, the... He just assumed they, they meant, are you going to punch a bunch of children? And so he yeah. walked right. away. Exactly. He's like, no, you you could keep it. I don't need it. <laughs> um, and eventually, the, the, the kind of ends with the book with him just saying, I want to be the safety net for the city to catch people who have fallen. And it shows the this guy that he helped out that started the pizza party uh, basically with just lying on the ground dead and this guy hovered over him. So we have a guy who's stealing hearts in Bloodhaven. Not good. So that's yeah. not great. That's a fun his, uh, sentence. His mission statement though kind of like, you know, to be the safety net for the um, city is kind of reminiscent of one of my favorite Morrison Superman things mm-hmm. at the end of one of um, their uh, Justice League run where someone asks Superman why they're hero, you know, why we're, we keep being heroes if we can't save everyone. It's like, just, you know, to be there when they fall, mm-hmm. to catch them when they, or like, why they can't, you know, help humans with everything or whatever. And it's uh, a great line. Yeah, and it looks like they're exploring that what if Bruce used the money to be that safety net somewhere with this comic, which I think is something we were obviously just talking about. They don't do it very often. So, and that seems to be the forefront of this book. You know what this book, uh, it gives me, it gives me real strong fraction Hawkeye vibes. Like not only in the like lightheartedness and the like, you know, the art being like really appropriate, like the art isn't exactly similar, but Mm. it's, it fits the vibe so perfectly. But also, the entire plot of that book is uh, Hawkeye just buys a fucking building in Brooklyn so that everyone doesn't have to pay like exorbitant like mob prices in rent. Right. Like it, he just stops gentrification for his immediate neighbors and goes, "Okay, I hope that helps." <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's you know, like within resources, like what you can do to help. Like, yeah, I think it's exploring that. Yeah, in a character that's always been either fairly or unfairly been criticized. Like, why don't you just use your money for everything? Well, now they're really kind of div- digging into that and seeing yeah. what they can do and exploring that a lot more. So, I think it'll be cool to see what they do with it. Um, I haven't read Nightwing for a while, and I'm kind of glad I hopped on with Future State. This has been really good. Heck and this yeah. is, this issue alone is a pretty good hopping on point. Yeah, yeah. the last yeah. two because last- yeah, seventy eight was the the hopping on point. Yeah. 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 So it's been good. It's a great spot to hop on. You know, you don't, they catch you up real quick. I think they've designed it as a way to get on and, and get caught up with the story. Um, and 
you know, if you're going to read Nightwing, you might as well read the rest of the Bat lineup because it's also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, tack 10 more books on that. Yeah, just tack 10 more books on You'll be fine. I mean, um, we've been saying that about X-Men for the past year and a half. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, hey, you want to read 20-plus comics? Just read all of X-Men and all of Batman. You're set. It's you're so good. good, though. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. You're locked Totally in. worth you're it. Good to go. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I have... Uh, Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, number two, by Cy Spurrier, uh, Sergio Davila, and Eric Prianto. Um, way more of a disaster than Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we open on um, the villain that we saw behead Black Knight uh, last issue um, in a montage of like kidnapping uh historians and um getting their their blood to put in a hat so you know <laughs> blood hat new band name called it <laughs> blood hat mm-hmm. i don't know I, I don't know if it's actually a hat but <laughs> anyway they're collecting people's blood i think and they're saying that thing that makes people go weak um making anyway. them commit suicide and collecting yeah. the blood mm. um then uh, it goes to uh, Black Knight and the um, historian that we met last issue, uh, and they're having having dinner, and he's like, "How's the soup?" And then uh, she's like, "It's fine." Uh, it's like, "Oh, um, he's just like really calm until uh, he's like, uh, oh yeah, so you're you're checking to see whether um." Camelot never existed, right? Bold claim from someone so young. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, say, just so I'm clear about this, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was fucking dead and my head was cut off and <laughs> yeah. it came back to life. I love that casual, <laughs> right? I love that why casual, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. Like, and then just, just it's like, why is shit? no one freaking out about this? <laughs> <laughs> but me. It's, he, like, flips the whole table. Yeah, she's like, please don't eat my brains, please don't eat my brains. And he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not a zombie. She's like, are you sure? He's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I sent I sent the page where he flips the table to case it was like it's great. Like, <laughs> I was fucking dead. That one Why panel out of context. Out? That one panel out of context yep. is so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um he kicks the historian out and uh so she leaves and he goes to go talk to um is it Percival? Is it wait, hold on. Uh, Percy. So it's probably Percival. Yeah, it's Percival. It's fine. Um. Anyway, he's got a ghost in his in his stained glass window. Um. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? And- Isn't that what stained glass windows are for? For trapping yeah, ghosts. The ghost catchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ghost catchers. But you know. Anyway. Um. So Percival. Uh. Is living in his window and comes down and um. I guess was the first Black Knight. Um. And he's like, uh, he talks about, it's like, oh, you found out that, you know, it's, uh, the sword can resurrect you. And he's like, yeah, how, what, that's new. Um, <laughs> so a lot of this issue is Percy giving, um, narration for a backstory about the creation of the Ebony Blade and mm. tying into King Arthur, um, <laughs> which which the black knight is just like 
yes anding his way through this whole yeah. story <laughs> king arthur like yeah he's just like sitting there on his phone like going uh-huh uh-huh yep. mm-hmm. sure yeah <laughs> i'm not a vampire am i <laughs> but the so the gist of his narration sen- essentially is just arthur made a justice league kind of of knights ni- kind of the round table but it's full of different heroes um and one of them was uh, Percy, who was asked to make um, weapons from uh, from uh, a spark stolen from Calburnius itself, um, shatter a rock of pierced night. Uh, so it's a, called the Starstone, and Merlin put like magic in it. And he made all these different ebony items. He made a sword and a shield and a chalice and what whatnot. And uh, he made um, Percy choose, much like Captain Britain had to choose his weapon. And then um, the others kind of got thrown into a blood sea because you know, as you do. Um, the first album from Blood Hat. Blood yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny and, if uh, if if Merlin made like a couple of shitty things too, like <laughs> <laughs> like a hairbrush. <laughs> cigarette case <laughs> yeah a so flask <laughs> like a yo-yo Some yo I'd, I'd be down for the flask though Look, that's I can good. walk the dog <laughs> some ebony q-tips so the, and then he Percy goes on to talk about how the black knight was like uh, Arthur and Merlin's like kind of uh, assassin, I guess, like superhero who wasn't allowed to be with the rest of the the team because he worked with like darkness and no one could know it was him. Um, so he wasn't allowed like fame and fortune. Um, and uh, so the Percy also says that the sword resurrects anyone who wields it that is from King Arthur's bloodline and. Uh, Dane is an ascendant of Percy, and Percy was like Arthur's cousin or whatever. Um, <laughs> or whatever, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Dane, like, yes, ends his way through this whole thing, so so am I. That's perfect. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I've I've had another story. I'm I'm tired. I'm just gonna go to bed. Uh, he's like, I'm shattered as a motorcycle drives through <laughs> the stained glass window, <laughs> and this this biker person just comes down and immediately starts shooting at. Is uh, it Meatloaf? <laughs> awesome. And he takes the nailed takes it. The sword and laser beams the motorcycle. Um. And then the the biker is like, "Oh, great, uh, an American." <laughs> um, it's a very American entrance, I must say. Also, does that mean Percy's like dead, dead? If the window's gone? <laughs> no. Okay. Because he's because he gets threatened with ghost bullets later. Oh, okay. Oh, ghost bullets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They pair perfectly with the ghost bullets. <laughs> I <laughs> knew it. I fucking knew it. So the, the the the. Motorcyclist is like someone's been killing historians a dozen just this month and using a bloodstone to perform black magic. I want that stone, and um, he's like a bloodstone. I don't know what that is. But isn't there some name of psycho chick who hunts monsters? And you get <laughs> the best reveal, which is just Elsa taking the the helmet and like shattering it and just going, "I reject the term chick." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Elsa Bloodstone so much. She's great. Um, but yeah, so they, they start fighting, and uh, then uh, the historian comes back, Jax, um, and during the, the course of Percy's whole monologue, uh, she was going to back to her teacher and who had uh, fallen victim to the the villain. Um, and Elsa was also there who heard her talk about Dane, so that's why she that's why everyone ended up converging at Black Knights. Um, and then uh, so they they figure out that uh, the villain was using um, the ebony staff, but it had melted down to the dagger, which was the dagger that beheaded Black Knight. And um, they're like, fuck, we know who it is. And they won't tell Elsa. Elsa's like, who is it? It's like, I've got ghost bolts. I will shoot you if you don't tell me. <laughs> and they're like, it's, it's Mordred. It's always fucking Mordred. <laughs> I feel like it, it, if... So, it- if someone's going, I've got ghost bullets and I'll shoot you, there's like a 98% chance they're bluffing, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, who's doing like mean, ghost bullets? Sure, bro. Yeah. Not Elsa okay. Bloodstone. If I'm going to believe any, I'd believe Elsa before I believe Constantine. You know what I mean? Constantine's the kind of person yeah, that yeah. would lie about that kind of thing, but she is not <laughs> fucking around ever. No. <laughs> I feel like that's something Hellboy would bluff about. Yeah, yeah same. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I got ghost bullets. Yeah, I could <laughs> or, definitely. Or you kill know what, you. Hellboy would bluff about it, but then shoot the ghost accidentally, and it would actually be ghost bullets. And like, oh, yeah, shit, it would it just work. it would work. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. fuck, those were yeah. my actual <laughs> ghost bullets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this book is great, though. I love, I love King Arthur myth. I love Elsa Bloodstone, Black Knight. It, it's all it's all great. You know, my my favorite part about this book is is number one. Cy Spurrier is just so fucking British, <laughs> but <laughs> but number two, you can really tell like how much he loves writing this book. Like it's fun. Like it is. It is it's, a combination of like that like Arthurian lore, which you know those British dudes love to write no matter what. But also like he's also writing Way of X, and he's like really dumping a lot of like really philosophical, really cool stuff into it but this one is just fun like it's just i I think it's really interesting um to not just compare it to spurrier's other work but to compare it to like things like once in future or like just as like dark oh which does uh which does like king arthur myth but this is way goofier yeah just as intriguing and just as all, like has a serious edge to it like yeah it has the existential like we were talking about in the last issue where he's like in therapy and like trying to cope with using the ebony blade and like there's all these different elements that are still like relatable as fuck and very like like not convoluted but like very like complex yeah. you know yeah so but then we yeah we call it's that a really shit. good comic <laughs> yeah yeah just good good comics just, just good old it's just a good it's a good old comic it's kind of like marvel's weird dumb fuck version of justice league dark and i'm, I'm okay with that and you're here yeah. for it I'm and, it. yeah <laughs> i definitely it, it reading it i was thinking like who in the marvel like like editor's room was like, yo, there's a big demand for a Black Knight reboot. I don't think that happened. I think Seisberger said, fuck you, let me write a Black Knight book. And they went, I guess. We don't, what are we going to lose? I I think they were like, hey, do you want to write Way of X? And he was like, yeah, I'll do it, but I have to also write Black Knight. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. (laughs) 
Yeah, no and, gonna, and yeah, no one lucky cares, for us, but, you know? Yeah, right? yeah lucky now for now us, look, we get to talk about both of them this week. Uh-huh. So. Exactly. Uh, this is the Cy Surrier week. <laughs> Last week it was Chips week. Yep. Um, <laughs> Last week was but... so much Chips week. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> too much Chips. So much Chip. I had, too many, I had my fill of Chips. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of a fantastic existential uh, comic, I have The Many Deaths of Layla Star by Rom V, um, Philip Andrade. Right? Right, RJ? Sure. Andrade. And. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. That's he also did yeah. the colors. Cool. Yeah, he did, yep. They did, yep. yep. I right, wish I cool. could help you more. I don't know. <laughs> that's Probably, it. That's all Felipe I got. Or Felipe? That's it, everybody. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Felipe, I believe. Anywho, um, this one's really cool. So basically the premise is I'll get back to like the the specifics later, but the premise is a baby is born that will one day solve death. Like it'll it'll cure death in general, so I've mortality. I've heard this story before. Yeah, thanks, so, random baby. Yeah, so the, so mortality will be you know a thing of the past soon enough. That's so, not a baby. That's Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so you know we we're seeing the baby being born, and then it cuts to uh, the bureaucratic God um, Inc. Hi, hi, yeah, God, the God's the, Inc. The high rise that is the bureaucracy of Hindu mythology. So Shiva is called up to Brahma's office, and they, meanwhile they're just like calling her death. Uh, but it's clearly Shiva. She's got a billion arms, and she's blue. Um, yeah, it's but yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So Shiva's just like, ah, it's never good when they call you up to the top floor. Like he's, uh, you know, like. And then Brahma's like trying to have like you know casual small talk, and she's like, cut the shit. What's up? Like, why am I here? And he's like, you know, you wait. We've had you around for for what feels like an eternity. She's like, it's literally been an eternity. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I've so been much here good. Forever. <laughs> yeah, literally since the beginning of time. Um, but there's so many good little like like yeah, small quips like that. And basically, he fires her. Um, she's let go. They're not yeah. gonna need her anymore. Yeah, they're not gonna need her. And so they give her like a a farewell pamphlet that is uh the mortal wor- world of possibilities, a helpful guide to an extraordinary life after godhood. Um, so she as she's leaving, she kind of talks to God's secretary, who is Augie, and uh, she's like, "Hey, Augie, uh, you know, like I really don't wanna uh, go through being a person at all. Uh, could." you know, could you tell me where that child is being born? He's like, I'm not really supposed to. And then cut to uh, Shiva is put into the body of a um, a graduate student who just either jumped and or fell off a building. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. Some some eyewitnesses say she jumped. Some say she fell. We literally see her climbing onto the balcony, though. So yep. I think she fell. But um, yeah, so Shiva wakes up as a person. She's like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> Dude, same. <laughs> yeah. It's me Very every relatable. morning waking right, up as a right? person. <laughs> yeah, being, being mortal is just fucking blows. But yeah, she wakes up in a hospital after this corpse has been dead for 20 minutes and immediately starts talking to a ghost and this like ghost of this little girl is like, whoa, you can see me? You're not supposed to be able to see me? This is wild. And the ghost like <laughs> the helps ghost her. Is adorable. Yeah, the ghost is fucking adorable. And basically the ghost is like, yeah, I just, you know, I like hanging around for all the like intubation and you know ivs and yeah what's not to like about living in a hospital for eternity um i also, would I, hate that i think it's really interesting to that um that they use like 
Hindu mythology, but also have like an afterlife to some degree. Like the like the for am I mistaken or do they have um uh oh god, oh god. I can't even think of the I'm thinking the word resurrection because we talk about X Men so much reincarnation yeah, 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 that's yeah. the word yeah do they have reincarnation am I, I just I really showing I want to say yes but I'm my, really showing I, I my get, ass here I get not Eastern knowing. religions uh, like cobbled together in my well because there's like you know so many different subsects of each one that I always get them mixed up like I just I always loved um yes they do Hindu mythology just because I've always loved polytheism and I like oh, to yeah. think in my in my own head canon that all polytheism is true <laughs> so like ah, yeah there's just this <laughs> mess of gods that's out there. like um when the the egyptians and the the whatever made the dual churches because they're like oh well your god is the probably the same as our god yeah your yeah. god doesn't negate name. my god so they, they are pro- they, yeah they're either the same or they can coexist it doesn't matter so when they when they like um did trade routes they would make churches for the same same god because it's that's awesome. And that's, yeah, where, no, that's where people kind of... used to be cool and not dicks about. <laughs> so what I'm saying is monotheism is the cause of all suffering. And well, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> well, the, the, that's that's how I kind of discovered demonology is uh, the <laughs> the Catholic demonology is they just took a bunch of old gods and went, well, these are going to be our bad guys. Yeah. Right. It's like, come on, man. They can just <laughs> still be good guys. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Your God doesn't negate my God. It's fine. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting note that it was like, how could there be ghosts if there's reincarnation? Also, who cares? It's uh, it's so yeah. fun. Just, they could just be stuck in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this little girl is stuck Maybe in between. There's a stained glass window nearby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so many options gloves. here. I hope no one punches this little girl with ghost punching gloves. Um, <laughs> God damn or ghost it. bullets. God forbid. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, but basically, so so Shiva wakes up in this in this body and goes, "Yo, where's where's these babies? I need to find the babies." And she goes to the maternity ward and finds the child that will eventually, you know, cure death. And she picks it up and she's like, "Yeah, I know, I've killed a bunch of babies." And like the the ghost is like, "Yo, that's not cool. Like he has a name. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like uh, his name is Darius. Like don't kill him, please." And uh. She's like, yeah, no, I can do it. How hard can it be? It's just a tiny little, it's just a thing, you know? And then uh, she realizes that she has, like, a soul. She has she has a morality now just from simply being in a in a human body. Uh, but as she's still contemplating this, the baby starts crying, and then a bunch of guards come in because she was a corpse for 20 minutes. So everyone is, you know. <laughs> and now she's, she's threatening a baby. Now she's holding yeah. a baby threateningly. Yeah, so, so you know, reasonably, the entire hospital staff comes after her. And then the, like, next pages, <laughs> yeah, the next couple pages... Yeah. The next couple pages are so fucking cool because it is from her first person perspective yeah it, it's her like running through the hospital and like knocking things over and you see her like hands in her way and she's like kind of fumbling to to escape and the ghost is helping the ghost actually like possesses a nurse and like smacks somebody in the head with like a like a food tray yeah um and she runs out into the street and she escapes and then gets hit by a fucking bus <laughs> damn. damn it she gets mean um, girls yeah, yeah. Horde. Uh, <laughs> mean gods. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she wakes up again, and uh, she finds out that her name was Layla Starr, and she was with... Um, now she's with the god of life. I forget his name. Um, Prana. Huh? Prana. Yeah, yeah. P-R-N-A-H. Yeah, Prana. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I brought you back. Thought You're it'd be welcome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, you know... <laughs> 
And then, yeah, and then she's like, yo, why would you do this? Why would you create a baby that would, you know, basically render, basically get me fired? And he's like, I don't know. It's up to, you know, what I, I just make them, whatever they do in between, yeah, you know. That's on them. Yeah, that's on them and you. <laughs> like, because yeah. your death, you know. Um, but then she finds out that, uh, turns out she's been dead for eight years. Uh, so this is, there's a big time jump and this is a, now a child that she has to go try now to murder, I guess. do a regular child murder instead of baby murder. <laughs> yeah, I know, I don't recommend. Um, but what I really like about this that I feel like we don't see often enough is, like, um, we, we have a million Eastern religion, like, movies and comics and whatever with, like, the bureaucracy of the afterlife, like, you know, like, The Good Place and, like, uh, oh, God, what was that? Miracle Workers was another one that was really good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but it's all your Western religions. All the Western religions get the, like, the cute bureaucracy of God and angels. Yeah. And, like, I love, the like, just doing that with Eastern religions. Like, it's just so simple. Like, no one's ever done it. And it's more and, uh, fun. Like, Eastern religions yeah, of are, course. are it's so almost fascinating. Easy. And it's almost easier because they have gods for all of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and it's just the, the art for this was so dynamic and, like, nailed the vibe so perfectly. And, yeah. like, yeah, there, this book has so much fucking potential. And I know that we just gush over every Rom V book in general general but like this feels this feels like another like um uh these savage shores like you know instant classic kind of vibe uh so yeah i'm excited to read more it was uh it was excellent yeah i really liked it too yeah it's cool well speaking of a pantheon of many many gods uh <laughs> adam on fucking fire with these transitions i mean it, that yeah, has right? it, there's nothing to do with this book but <laughs> i missed the rat king turtles does have a pantheon of gods <laughs> Uh, well, we, I, I missed this one this week, so I was hoping it was going to be about the gods, but no, it's fine. They, yeah. they keep teasing at Rat King coming back. They do, yeah. So He's there somewhere. Yeah, so uh, anyway, this is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 116 by Sophie Campbell with colors by Rhonda Patterson. Uh, we're getting the band together. This was, yeah. this was that, that issue of a heist book where they put together the team, but it's a the- metal band. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah. So we get um uh Jenica just kind of going around putting together her band, which is dope. So And the other turtles, I love the just like Mikey going around and be like, Hey, you wanna be in this band? Yeah. <laughs> and and like uh Mikey kind of barges in on uh, Mona Lisa and Sally and that poison frog guy and he's like hey can any of you play an instrument and M- Mona's like hey we have like more important things to deal with right now like you know getting this fascist asshole out of power and M- Mona's character shift is like I really liked Mona a lot when they first introduced her but she's gotten to be kind of a dick about the whole being a mutant thing uh, I mean, she's going through a lot. It makes sense. Yeah. It's, um, she also, just, she just killed it, the band vibe. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's totally fair because um, <laughs> when Trump was elected, the the stupid take that everyone had was like, "Well, at least punk music's going to be awesome," and then it fucking wasn't. It's just it stayed the same. Nothing changed. <laughs> I mean, there was <laughs> like, a, there, there was, was a couple of good folk punk albums that came out. I mean, there's, AJJ th- there's always good punk that comes out every year, regardless. Like it wasn't like this punk renaissance, like everyone thought it was going to be when Reagan got elected. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it it's wasn't a, like it's not like we got a couple of great no effects albums or anything 
<laughs> I can't tell if you're fucking kidding or not. I hate no effects. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they had a couple of good albums during the Bush administration, like solid, decent albums. Anywho. But, uh, but, but Jenica, um, we, we kind of, the book starts with her making up with the porcupine guy that she got in a fight with. Yeah, yeah she oh, needs a that's drummer. nice. So uh, he's going to be their drummer. Oh, um, that's nice. A couple of the road hogs are in. Um, that poison dart frog guy plays the keyboard. So Aww. that's fun. <laughs> that's got to be hard with only like three fingers. I mean, and getting j- poison everywhere. I hope no one else uses it after him. <laughs> right. And then there's this great bit where they're... <laughs> I just had that thought. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't turn the keyboard on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, the, oh, yeah. The we're gonna let just <laughs> dies. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to let the, you know, uh, Jenica's band backline. Oh, wait. Hope every keyboardist th- is dead now. <laughs> hope he doesn't throw anything into the crowd. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's this great bit where they're trying to decide who's going to be the singer. And... Raph drops some uh, some rhymes on everybody. Some bars. Like, oh, yeah. Drops some fucking spit some rhymes. He's got drops some fucking bars. bars. Love it. <laughs> but um, they overhear Koya screaming at people in the other room, and they were like, "That's it. That's our fucking." Yeah. Singer I right love this there. so <laughs> much. And they're like playing a like a vibe. board game. Yeah. <laughs> You're cheating. Uh, so just because Koya can screech. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, made right, me so happy. You're gonna Koya's be the singer best. of our of our fucking metal band, dude. This fucking like album cover when they're rolling into the club uh, that they got with all these dudes, like you know, they're all decked out in their gear. Man, they look badass. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, Sophie Campbell does this effect when they're playing music of like kind of like future past selves like coming out. Well, I think it's like what they're playing the music of like what they're letting out when they're playing yeah, it's, the music it's, and it's, i guess it's last, the, it's last all issue was that they're letting yeah. out yeah it's so cool yeah. yeah such a great artifact but yeah so, that, also, so who's like yeah. who's the weird like f- like feathered velociraptor thing that's in bebop and rocksteady's band because that, that guy's fucking cool that that, co- that that guy comes into play during Bebop and Rocksteady Hit the Road, which is just oh, man, a yeah. mind fuck of a book. Is he a Velociraptor? I think he so. Dope. Yeah, he looks dope. He looks fucking There's this dope. ongoing joke where Rocksteady thinks he's a dinosaur because he's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But, but yeah, so they, they, they roll in, the whole fucking squad rolls in to the kennel club to just be like, yo, we're gonna fuck you guys up. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and it's the so awesome. next issue should just be that all that should only be that next issue, and it should be great. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how that how the next issue pans out. How how they're going to do a battle of the bands in comic book form. Well, if they have those effects, also that this they band had is fucking huge. Are they a fucking ska band? They've got like ten. Yeah, they're like people. a prog rock band at this point. Oh yeah. my god! Which which wave of ska is the mutant? <laughs> they're like the that's traveling like Wolverines of, of that's, mutants. That's like the sixth wave <laughs> ska. <laughs> There, there is a bomb created a new wave of ska. <laughs> there is legit a new wave of ska popping up right now. Oh my god! That's don't even. Let's fucking go down that rabbit great. hole. What yeah. is it? I no, go, I need it. No, I need we, to know. I'll send you know. some oh links. God. We're gonna be here all night if Adam starts talking about new wave ska. Waves of ska. Yeah, there's a. Uh, the, the CDC predicted it, and there's a fourth wave of ska coming. 
Jesus Christ. You've caught you've the CDC caught has warned us. Ska. No, that's you've a meme that, that I keep seeing. Is like the CDC <laughs> warns about a, for, a potential fourth wave of ska. Oh my god! And they <laughs> were correct. They're correct as they always. And are. it's great because ska, ska's <laughs> always good. It never became yeah. uncool. Fuck you. Third wave ska sucks. I fucking yeah. Whatever. There's plenty. Of I love good it. Third wave bands. Uh, not plenty. There's some. <laughs> <laughs> a handful, if you will. Hot take. <laughs> well then. Uh, no, nah, I'm just a hater. First wave robust. I mean, first wave <laughs> is great. Don't get me wrong, but like, come on. Yeah. Sometimes you, the first people, they they open the door, but sometimes that second that second person just does it better. The third wave of ska, I I I can I need a crazy board for this. But oh my God. I can I can draw draw a direct link between the rise of use uh, the rise of use of Ritalin in youth and the third wave of ska. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a that's direct third wave, correlation. Third wave ska sounds like what Ritalin feels like, yeah. so it makes sense. <laughs> it's it's a bunch of kids in band class all fucked up on Ritalin and going, "Hey, do you want to start a band? Hey, do you play horns really fast? Let's yeah. do it." And then it's just pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, Ritalin. <laughs> but oh, drug. Don't oh pick God. it up. But anyway, so Turtles is fucking great. There was also this uh this great moment where Jenica reminds um Karai that she could just fucking kill her, but she's not going to. <laughs> and it's as, totally as she's boss. bedridden. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a great way to maintain the moral superiority. I could kill you. Yeah. I'm choosing not to like, right now because I'm the ago, bigger person. You'd be dead already. Just want you to know that. <laughs> Just want you to know I could fucking I was I would have killed you. Yeah. I love so, you like I could kill you, but I'm gonna go play my band. I, I, I also I also like how they the future just, person told me to. They <laughs> just all agreed to be in a band, and now they're on their way to the show. Like, what are they gonna yeah. play? <laughs> um, you know the song that everyone knows. They they did practice, but not with the whole whole band. So so they're all Jenica just gonna play. And, uh, oh, yeah, they're all just they're, gonna play the opening uh, riff to uh, Rain and Blood over and over and over again. I was gonna say uh, the opening to um, Smoke on the Water. Oh my god! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you advertise everyone that you suck at the guitar. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they just are a band. They just got together today. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know all the same. The, they're all the just real play question is, songs. what are Bebop and Rocksteady gonna play? Yeah, dude, that I would like so to. Fucking, I I, dude, I want the album sure. of, of the of yeah. next month's issue. They're playing '80s power, like '80s hair if, uh, power ballads. Sophie will drop a playlist. Oh, oh my god, dope. Sophie, oh. drop a playlist. Sophie, yeah. please <laughs> drop a playlist. I know you're dude. busy, but please drop a playlist. Like, there's no way there's not a playlist in her brain already, like in their brain already, because of all that stuff, right? Hell yeah. Because like, if you're writing a battle of bands, especially for this book. <laughs> yeah, she's got to you know, have a playlist. Pl- you got to have a playlist going on. Like, oh, for sure. Because they got to, you know. Oh, I could, <laughs> dude. Bebop and Rocksteady being like hair metal band would be so good. I just nah, think they they're just they're suck. they're crusty as fuck. Yeah, they're just they're gonna like, play like Gigi Allen songs and shit, or like <laughs> or like shitty D beat, but they think they're really cool because it's D beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, who knows? Who the fuck knows? We'll find find out. out In a month, right? Yeah. When I just harass Sophie on Twitter and and demand a playlist. playlist? Where that playlist at? (laughs) Give me that playlist. The most most lighthearted harassment anyone will ever receive. I'm going to need that playlist. (laughs) We have Bebop and Rocksteady and the Murder Junkies. (laughs) 
it's oh no, good. shut it's it down. It's the worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like god. The, like, right. Jenica didn't even need to, f- to form a band to beat these guys. <laughs> she could have just done it herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just put the harmonica. Puts her iPod on shuffle and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> this is better. You're welcome. Uh, or just let them go on first and no one's going to want to listen to music anymore. You win. <laughs> <laughs> you win by Can not they- playing. Can they even like stay in a building long enough without burning it to the ground? <laughs> right. I, that's one of my favorite issues of Turtles, where uh, Karai brings them to the diplomatic meeting of the Foot, and they're supposed to guard, and then they end up ripping a hole through multiple levels of the dojo. Yeah, they just Kool Aid man their way in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that actually reminds me. I shot. I saw a show in West Philly at a bike store wolf cycles and uh this band called uh, full of hell played and they played so fucking loud that they set the amp on fire the amp caught fire and not not only was it a fire hazard to begin with it was on the second floor (laughs) this is how we all died i Uh, i played a show (laughs) one time in uh in maniunk this part of the city for for non-local listeners that's very hipster part of the city known for very small venues and we played this <laughs> yes. tiny tiny venue in maniunk and we're always the loudest band every show we ever played we were always the loudest fucking band because our drummer just didn't know how to not play super goddamn loud <laughs> and we're unloading our van and the owner of the club comes running out he's like guys i i didn't listen to you guys before i booked you and i just listened to you guys you can't play here <laughs> and I was like, well, guess what? I'm not putting this stuff back at the van, so you're going to have to deal with cops later, not us. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem for That's not planning ahead. And we played just an uncomfortably loud set in this tiny closet of a bar. Oh, man. That's amazing. But yeah, that, like, that that's, what this is, this, that's what Bebop and Rocksteady is to me. Anywho, Ultra Mega number two came out. Um, so yeah, so Ultra Mega number two, I'm going to keep it short because the holy shit, so much happened in this yeah, book. this is a big um, book. Wild. It's a big book. Yeah, so basically we figured out by the end of the second issue that there was a jump in time and it seems like the baby of the Ultra Mega that, that died, uh, survived, uh, and he's now like at least 10 years old, maybe 15. It's kind of hard to tell. So that much time has passed since literally the entire city drowned in a pool of this guy's blood. Yep. Um, wow, wow. <laughs> they're splitting yeah. the clans yeah so there's a whole culture that like in this like dilapidated this literally called the drowned city because they all drowned in blood and uh there's this whole culture of uh the the cult uh the of the the kaiju cult mm-hmm. and they're kind of like have control it's kind of mad maxi like they have control of mm. the the like resources because they have like any time so that you, you buy your way into the cult and then they provide you know food and shelter and shit was, for you and, pr- probably, and protection. There's probably one point where I read this comic and be like, why would you model yourself after weird monsters that destroyed the city? But now in current year, I'm like, yeah, yeah there are people that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah t- absolutely. You would <laughs> of course model. <laughs> of course, you would look up to monsters. That makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, it also seems like there is so much trauma around that that like the the whole thing seems like lost like the like the the premise of what's actually happening between the alien and the the ultra mega like i don't think anyone really knows 
like you know exactly what's going on here um but we also get the whole backstory of that at the beginning of the comic and very like kirby-esque like green lantern-y like vibe of like the creation of the universe and creation of the ultra megas and the yeah the whole thing it's loud Um, as hell too like it's loud as hell it's so fucking cool um but basically this kid who doesn't know that he's the ultra mega's son uh is obsessed with ultra mega and dresses up like him and dresses up a drone that's shaped like a little boy to look like him to go fight the um the kaiju clan and there's a there's a truce with the kaiju clan that you can't harm them you can't harm each other and uh you can't steal from but the the kid breaks the truce by killing one of them and like you know fucking all their shit up and he blows up the drone thinking that you know like he's now covered his tracks but he did not cover his tracks um yeah so so he (laughs) they're so creepy too because like the kaiju clan like answers to like a little tiny baby gross slug kaiju like it's so yeah it's like a larva yeah but he calls everyone larva yeah it's gross yeah so gross um but yeah basically the the kid and and his friend uh that he i guess he grew up with probably or like you know some kind of a maternal figure they live on like the outskirts outside of the city because they were exiled like on accident um, it they turns out to that have the thing that turns you into a kaiju, but yeah, anyone who who like didn't pass the test yeah. uh, was was exiled. Yeah. Um, but but you know she's a um uh like like not weapons expert necessarily, but like a like engineer genius. So she's been building all these like robots and all these different like tech, and she's about to build. Like this, like big. Was it like a mech or like a like some kind of vehicle that they can? Yeah, she she's building a mech that they can get back into the city with, and then she's like, yeah, once we're there, we'll like make sure they start retesting people, and we'll make sure that like the city's back to you know like what it once was, and it doesn't seem like a very solid plan because the city's really fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, the kid's got some fucked up nightmares. It's fucking crazy. Uh. Evidently, he watched his adopted father kind of, like, die fighting the kaiju clan. And, uh, they go into the city for, like, resources because there's, like, a food drop. I don't know who the hell's dropping the food. I'm assuming some kind of, like, national government. Um, but, yeah, like, you really get just, like, a really perfect snapshot of, like, the whole culture that's going on here. Like, the way that they've, like, fashioned weapons out of, like, the teeth of, uh... Dude the... has a fucking tooth hammer. Yeah. He has a tooth hammer. hammer. So badass. Yeah. Otis. <laughs> Otis. Yeah. But then, you know, it sucks because, uh, the, the kaiju clan come to the city and they're like, hey, uh, you're not getting any of the food because, uh, this kid broke the truce, so let the kid, you know, give us the kid and you can have the food and we won't kill you. And, uh, fucking Otis... Just sells him out immediately. Sells him out. Snitch, yeah. bro. Sucks, man. They're all so hungry. Like, you, you really can't blame people what they do in that kind of a shitty situation. But yeah, he sells them out, and then they burn down his house in the outskirts of town, and we don't know what happened to, to his friend, and it's just... And they it's send all... him to the rest stop. Yeah. yeah. It's just like everything <laughs> just gets so fucked just, up so fast. Yeah, yeah, the rest stop just appears to just be the Thunderdome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he has to fight a real kaiju in a coliseum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking wild. It's it's so good. And then we we see, I don't know if y'all remember from the first issue, the uh, the Ultra Mega ripped the eyeball out of his chest, which was sure like yep. his mm-hmm. like b- power battery basically. And the eyeball is just kind of like living in a ram. He's just living in a ramshackle out in the desert in the the shadow of the 
detached <laughs> fist. Yeah. yeah. It would be an eyeball. <laughs> and it's uh, just trying to fist. find it's just trying to find its place to so it could be a full body again. So it yeah. can find its eyeball Aren't buddy we all. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. So so relatable. But man, this book is so fucking loud. So fucking cool. Yeah, shit's metal as hell. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Love it. It's like it's like Ultraman, but like awesome. But mega. <laughs> wow. Just I mean, mean Ultraman. Ultraman fans very mad. Ultraman's <laughs> fine. It's just this Damn. is yeah. that, but like there goes Ultraman fan base. <laughs> you know what? At nah. me. <laughs> I dare you. Oh right. shit. Shots even, fired. We we weren't even covering the Marvel Ultraman comics, so they probably left a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> they're probably like, why won't these guys talk about Ultraman? And now they're all coming for me. And the trials of Ultraman. Alright. Anyway. Uh I have um Sword Number Five by Al Ewing, Valerio Shidi, and Marty Gracia. Snark War. Snark, Snark War! war! Not no more. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars over. <laughs> <laughs> and some Cortez dick. Oh, yeah. So this issue opens up with one of the snarks talking to the Supreme Intelligence. And they have a um, very not going well negotiation. <laughs> uh, essentially, the snark is trying to buy passage through Kree space. And... Um, the Kree's like, no, fuck you. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to deal with the snark war on your, se- on your own. Um, and then he calls him, uh, what, sentient mucus? Which is pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah, hypocritical mucus. Hypocritical I also, mucus? I also love that the snark has the, like, um, the whole, like, oh, where's the, where's the tolerant left now? Like, with the... Yeah. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding so- me? You're... We're warmonger. Why the fuck would I let you into Cree airspace? <laughs> so I think we talked about it um, a few issues ago, but the Snarks are a race of like reptile-esque humanoid people that their whole existence is kind of fighting for um, like control over uh, their race by just killing each other in like a cultural war that is uh, snar- the Snark War. Yeah, um, literally, they're just the reason that the rule of two exists for the Sith Lords. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's exactly why that exists. Yeah. Um, so oh, you just have a whole culture of killing each other. So the the one who's talking to the Supreme of Intelligence uh, ends up dying um, before he can seek aid, and um, then we open on uh, Cortez busting out of the the, the egg and. Uh, asking where his ceremony is, and Gene's like, "Yeah, no, you've you've got a quiet council meeting. You're you're not gonna. There's yeah. no parade for you. No welcome home party for you, well, buddy. Where are my pants? <laughs> this no is, time for pants. Get to the quiet council. <laughs> this issue is also the uh, Fabian Cortez and the very terrible, no good day. Yeah, <laughs> very horrible, terrible, no good day. I would. Yeah, um, he li- it, he literally mentions at one point like uh like I don't have any pants and I'm in a very important meeting. I'm literally just in a nightmare. The, what the two, fuck do you want? Two of my worst yeah. nightmares stacked on top of each other. Yeah, it's Everyone's like I just died and then woke up covered <laughs> yeah, in that's goo. And now I'm naked in front of like you know the principal. Everybody, <laughs> not even the principal, the like president. The, the, yeah, the, the president, s- the whole school board. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he shows up to the crying council naked, and 
they're there to Magneto, you know, wanted to talk to him last issue. And uh basically they're uh telling him that he sucks and that- Yo, this motherfucker tries to make an argument that murder is cool now, and it's just like, fuck you, you yeah, piece of he's shit. Try- he tries to argue about the the how their main rule in Krakow is to not kill humans, but humans shouldn't really count and the only reason because they're already dead yeah they're already yeah. dead yeah like, literally bro. this dude is just a fucking fascist like he's just like you know the power of the fittest whatever they're already they're gonna die anyway so so who cares if we kill them i should be a and then he gets i should get special dispensation because i'm me i should get to yeah. kill humans so his like what the fuck dude so his backstory is he's you know he was an accolade of magneto and it makes sense Cause he's like yeah. he's like diet Magneto without any of the nuance or interest. Interesting, <laughs> you know. He's Magneto zero. Oh <laughs> yeah, zero he, calories. He's just he's just the 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 you know bad guy part of Magneto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's incredible. Yeah, he go, they they let him they let him have this whole monologue, and they're like whatever the whole time. There, there's this great like shots of everyone like Emma just sitting there like looking at him and just spews bullshit. Yeah, they may as well have just been on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, we go back to the Snark War and Amelia shows up to one of the Snarks and uh, kills one of them that is about to kill the other. And uh, then Magneto is like, "It's okay. I'm expecting guests." So. Abigail, Peepers, and um, <laughs> Amelia show up on Krakoa, uh, and essentially, Fabian's getting replaced. Uh, <laughs> they literally <laughs> called him in naked to fire his ass. Yeah. Dude, like, how bad of a day? Like, Yo, the worst he deserves day. it. He's a piece of shit. I mean, he he does, deserves he it. He does deserve it. Yeah, but nobody deserves <laughs> to be fired naked in front of everybody. Like, that's a, f- a literal fascist does. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I find so. Yeah, uh, they bring okay. this. They bring this person over, and uh, they're from Morocco. So yeah, dude. I find it interesting just that now the Quiet Council has this kind of set this precedent that. If you suck, they'll replace you with someone from Morocco. Because Morocco yeah, is wide enough uh, where they'll find someone with your mute with your uh, mutant power. Yeah, and this and this one has uh this this one's been the assassin that's been killing all these people too, right? Yes. That's elite, yeah. Um, so it's like I'm, so it could be worse. They could be putting him in the forever box with Sabretooth. Yeah, that's a good point. So also <laughs> yeah. uh the the yeah the. Two plots are going together, and the Snark War is essentially that Abigail um, was using uh, this Araku assassin and Amelia to set up the Snark War in uh, in the Sword's favor. Um, yeah, her dad was killed in the Snark War. Uh, was like one of the planets that got um, devastated, and so now the Snark that um, is in control owes uh sword something you know owes them a favor um, yeah sword is just like and this is not a good thing no. <laughs> swords be swords becoming like like 
CIA circa 1970s and 80s and up but through now. Like, that's not, it's not great. <laughs> but it's in space. So it's cool. Yeah. Space CIA. But I, it is, I like it how cool. that is good. But, like, military coups to, like, disrupt power and, like, it, you know, like, put in a, a insurgency or, like, a military dictator. Well, is that a great well, to be idea? Fair, this was to overthrow a race that just went to planets and killed people just so they could keep their yeah, war yeah, yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you're not overthrowing the whole race. You're putting the one you want in power. Right. That's I mean, not I think, good. I think, the, I think the one thing to be said about the Xbox this week is that it we definitely get way more exploration into... How not perfect Krakoa is. Yeah, the moral complexities of literal paradise. <laughs> but it, also that comes in hand in hand with like working with mutants who were genocidal Wait, and Nazis. No, they, and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to circle back. They killed all of the Stark people. They're all fucking dead now. No, not all of them. <laughs> all the no, leaders. They, they are killed dead. all the leaders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that war yep. is fucking over well, now. No, but she but she put in her she put in her leader. Like she won the one she wanted to be the leader. No, Abigail Brain killed, was in charge of that. No, they killed the last Stark. They're all dead. All the leaders of that Stark war are dead now. Then who's in charge of the Snarks? No one. That's the whole point. They're go- it's done now. What? No, they, they kept the one alive. Yeah, they kept no, the one alive. The last, that last no. panel is her getting her slope thread. I'm looking right you at her. You were correct. If you look at the mission statement, it says locate and destroy Boa Clan, Cheetah Clan, Guiler Clan, Guiler Clan. Protect and defend Kuga Boa Clan. Yeah. So it's the whole point was then Abigail, pick the one you want. Abigail literally has a conversation. Uh, oh, I was saying they they killed all the ones yeah. that we saw at least. And then, then yeah, uh, in the Snark War with radical modernist faction in control and indebted to Soul System. Yeah. So the one that's in charge now owes Earth specifically Soar to favor. Read that tiny ass data page. Yeah, the data pages are essential. Where have you been? Where have you been this whole time? I've got time for data pages. Are you fucking new? I've never read any of the data pages. (laughs) I also find it interesting that the two stories are kind of juxtaposed, and Fabian is also royalty. So both stories are kind of just destroying, like, uh, government systems. Yeah, Yeah, maybe (laughs) colonialism is fucked. Like, that's... (laughs) Uh, also, yeah, like Fabian's whole like thing about they're like, okay, yeah, Peepers is like, yeah, what's your mutant name? And he's like, Cortez. And he's like, no, what's your mutant name? Like, Mags is Magneto, and I'm Peepers, and we all get to pick our thing. What you I'm think? Peepers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna. That's the maybe that's the one thing I'm not gonna begrudge Cortez on is that he didn't pick a weird mutant name like Peepers. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna begrudge him because obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see me. But, you but me like, too. I don't begrudge Cortez for that because his explanation is that he's a fucking imperialist. <laughs> like, his whole explanation is, is, like, I'm old money, so I deserve my name. And it's oh. like, fuck you. I mean, if you put it that way. <laughs> well, he's, he's basically saying, I'm, I'm that, I don't need another name. Yeah. You phrase it however you want. He's a, he's a fucking dick. Fuck him. Well, like... <laughs> Maybe it's just because Emma doesn't have a code name, okay? I don't What's fucking a, care. Xavier, Emma has a code Xavier name. Doesn't no, she doesn't. Have a, like, yeah, she's the she's, she's the, white the white queen. queen. That that's the that's the name of her position in the Hellfire Club. But that's, that's a title. Not that's, an not a, ty- that's, that's not a that's not a human name. Oh, I thought it was also an X Men name. Okay, whatever. No. I wouldn't call it an X Men name. I mean, Kate Pride hasn't had one for a minute now. That's what I'm she's saying. had like, ten though. Yeah. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I think she deserves her name now. Like, <laughs> man, we've tangented yeah. on every book this 
Oh, I know. Yeah. We gotta keep. We gotta. Right we gotta before we recorded, along. I was like, "This is gonna be a short one." Yeah, well, you jinxed. <laughs> That's it, you, you dumb fucking dumb. jinxed us. Well, yeah. you know, I'm just gonna have to take a machete to this episode. I guess. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna shout some books out. Let's shout yeah. some books out. Just a couple, real fast. All right, I'll throw out some. Probably the most wild action book of the week. Dude, I laughed out loud throughout this whole book. Dude, this book was bonkers. <laughs> Orphan in the Five Beasts, number two, by James uh, Stoko. Uh, we get our battle against Thunder Thighs. Thunder Thighs! Oh, we get the origins man. of Thunder Thighs and how he basically, he got the power. He had these crazy legs, so he got this leg power. And um, he basically went crazy and took over as a warlord. We see more of him just crushing shit between his thighs like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they go through this whole big battle. And again, I can't say enough about the art. I think they should have um, called this guy Leg Day. Yeah. <laughs> leg Day. He does not like, skip it. He tries uh, to like crush a bell and this dude like cuts out of it. Like, and then like eventually he gets cut in half. He gets, he gets cut in half like from the waist up. And, yeah. then and then all of like the, the guys that this guy was commanding were just like, you're our new boss. And then the legs <laughs> are still kicking and it grows a little tiny torso out of it. That's just <laughs> laughing at him and just like, you just cut off the dead weight and just keeps fighting him as a pair of legs. <laughs> I was not, it, that came out of left field. Like I was not expecting that at all. I was, Shit was barely laughing wild. while reading this. <laughs> and then like, they, they just tie a horse, a horse to either leg and just oh. rip him in half that way. Which is ret- good. Dude, That's some good retribution fuck. for those horses because he's, all he was be doing earlier was just riding horses. I like that the crushed. his one former teammate like brings out horses. Like you were keeping horses for me. It's like yeah, dude, yeah. you squished all of them. You were gonna squish yeah. them. Don't squish the horses. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Why even have a stable boy if you're just gonna crush all the horses? Yeah. <laughs> this this shit's bonkers. This artwork man. is absolutely insane. <laughs> it's insane. And this is the uh, this is the first one. Yeah, we have four. More. I can't wait to see what the other four beasts are. It's gonna be it's great. It's gonna be the the um, teaser image is like just food, like tons and tons of food. Yeah, so maybe some kind of like gluttonous, some sort of um, belly beast, belly be- belly beast. I like it, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This shit was crazy. Um, check it out. You got to. It's one of those you got to put your eyeballs on it. Like. The story is really cool. A very classic, um, kind of like Rodin type story going and writing some wrongs, but the art is just insane. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Super Jail a little bit with just how like insanely violent oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that vibe. Or uh, Luther Strode. Mm hmm. For sure. Check it out. But uh, keeping things on the fantasy train, um, I I wanted to shout out Orcs number three uh, by Yay! Christine Larson. Also, uh, special thanks to H.E. Gregory for flats. More people need to start doing that. Yeah, Credit your nice. flat artists because that's a that's like the worst job in comics, and those people never get credit. So I don't even know. I don't even know if I know what that is. It's uh, so, someone who goes in and does all of just the flat color before the colorist does oh. their thing. Gotcha. There's usually someone who does that, and they never get credit. So uh, hmm. props uh, to Christine Larson for crediting your flat Give artists. Them props. That's great. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice. And that's orcs number. No, uh, just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> There's uh, orcs we- <laughs> and trolls. And trolls. And trolls. Orcs so, and trolls. so trolls, man. The 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 orc gang <laughs> smuggles their acorn treasure out of uh, <laughs> out of their their little orc <laughs> town. Yep. And they end up getting captured by a bunch of trolls who are going to eat them. <laughs> and the bad call. The one of the one of the children that they have in tow, who I guess didn't get captured, kicks the door open and lets a bunch of sunlight in and turns the trolls into stone. So like as as the orcs are breaking out of the cage too, yeah. so it was it was bound to go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So they they end up the whole thing is they left without any food and they're just trying to find food. No, and one of them finds a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> they sure do that they eat and get all fucked up uh, on. Actually, they had them. They were in the treasure with it because they were the the they the put they put them there. They found them. No, no, no. The kid found them. Well, that's the why that's that's why the kid captured. and the dog went off. Like that's why they didn't oh, get captured right, by right, the trolls. Right, right, right. Is yeah, because yeah, they, yeah. they ran off and found mushrooms. Oh, but, but I thought they, they were yeah. enchanted because she enchants them to trip. No, they just they say were like enchanted. They thought yeah. they might have enchanted, but they're just regular mushrooms. It's literally just high. a way of saying it's psilocybin. Yeah, yeah they got high <laughs> they get oh, really <laughs> crazy fucked up and then they they wake up in a nest of gnomes that are attacking them. Just these naked ass gnomes. Yeah, and that's just where the issue ends, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. well, now they got to deal with these fucking gnomes. But this book is so much fun. And yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's a, super it's fun. Great. The, the art is so, like, cute and whimsical, and I love it. Yeah, I like this cartoon-ish style art, like, it, because it, it fits the vibe perfectly, too. It's great. The color's yeah. really great, too. Like, everything has, like, a, a cool little shine about it that I like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this cover of this is fantastic. The the Christine Larson cover looks amazing. But yeah. She's killing it, man. Absolutely. It's a great book. All right. I have the, the shortest shout out possible, which is the <laughs> Women of Marvel Women of Marvel anthology that came out. Um the whole thing is is great, but I just wanted to point attention to one specific story um by it's a She's got the look by Mariko Tamaki and Nina Vakuva. Um, it is one page <laughs> and is maybe m- one of my favorite things in comics in the last like 10 years. It is wow, so great. Anyway, it's just uh, Emma Frost waking up um, and then realizing all her clothes are dirty and uh, wondering what to wear so she just goes outside and starts mentally projecting herself in like the high fashion that she normally wears as people go oh wow she looks great and it's like who needs laundry when you have mental projection (laughs) and it's it's so adorable and fantastic and it's like one page summed up why i love the character so much it shows her heart and her vulnerability and her her attitude and just everything that makes the character so great just in one one little one little page it's fantastic so so simple yeah that's great sometimes less is more yeah the whole issue is cool but that's that's the highlight for it, sure it it was i couldn't stop freaking out about it <laughs> love it so much oh, i love it all right well that brings us to top story so let's talk religion oh, guys we- 
Let's, oh, yeah. oh my Let's, god. Oh god we you know i'm really glad we spent an hour and a half uh you know however much you cut whatever <laughs> but like it's like glad we spent all this time talking about these books just for adam and i to train wreck the end of the <laughs> show with the theo- theological philosophy hey, i mean hey we, the we only got, thing that we got a little you guys aren't the only people who know some shit about some shit all I mean, right, we already we already talked about eastern religion so let's talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. religion yeah absolutely or lack thereof <laughs> well they're trying uh Are they? yeah there's i think i think nightcrawler has to whether he wants to or not because there's the, there's some really cool um stuff with uh at one point uh i think it, he runs into dr nemesis i guess we'll get to that later but dr nemesis says um if you don't introduce a culture the strongest of the culture will rise up and make one for you so uh krakoa as we see through the the whole like process of this book is kind of becoming weirdly like warlordy um they they're favoring death in a way like like the whole first arc is like pixie and like all these uh different mutants going on on a uh, mission and pixie essentially kills herself on purpose because all the other kids are like ah yeah you haven't died yet like you gotta do it it's, it's fine like, it's just it's no big it's deal like losing your virginity to them now exactly so she shows she like taunts of like a, a dude and he like shoots her in the face with a fucking shotgun and nightcrawler's just like no and like 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 legitimately grieving her loss and all the other kids are like what's the big deal like we we got rid of death it's fine it's not you know who but cares it's, it's a Wanda. the reason why yeah. <laughs> she she taunts a guy and gets him to blow her brains out is kind of awesome because she fucks all she, of those people up with the guilt yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, they're never gonna kill another mutant again because they think they just killed a god. Yeah, she just um, like really guilt <laughs> she, trips the shit out of them. She pixie dusted them, and then yeah. yeah. Um, but then uh, it, it, it comes to the fact that the thing that really fascinates me about this issue, and I'm jumping around like plot wise, but um, that comes back later when they're talking about the Crucible. And the Crucible essentially is, you know, death by combat. So it's valuing that kind of like a violent death. And then they get to the front of the queue because they're kind of promised because you died valiantly, you get to come back faster. So they're accidentally artificially selecting the most warlording and violent of the culture. Yeah. Uh that's a fascinating, like RJ was saying, like it's like, oh, maybe this uh, there's some problems with this society. The, the Crucible like, is interesting too because we've only seen it like three or four times, but because like it initially was created by Apocalypse and it was run by Apocalypse, and Apocalypse doing it kind of fit and made sense. Made it, Survival of the fittest, it, li- literally. Sure, yeah. but it but it made it like um, I don't know, like it like it like it, it kind of felt like it always belonged there or like had been there, but you now know, it without him, of the fittest, it was a way to get your gifts back. It was, the whole idea was you must earn to get your gifts back for everyone who lost their powers, but now instead of like Gar just saying and it being an established thing, a way like more of a, a solemn thing that's always been there, it's turning into more of a Coliseum type thing where they're celebrating. Yeah, death. like the well, fans. It's kind love of it. like it's not a ceremony. It's anymore. kind of like without apocalypse, they don't re- they don't understand it completely. 
it's they don't have the reverence it's for it. Yeah, it's, it's entertainment. A it's entertainment yeah. now. Well, it's the, I mean, not, yeah. that's the other thing. Like, um, the um, Vita's New Mutants run has dealt with the fact that, like, these kids being on quote unquote paradise are bored out of their fucking minds and just causing trouble because they don't have anything to do with their time. So, literally, and they can't die. like, yeah, there's no consequence. And they can't die. There's no consequence yeah. for any of their actions. So, they're just, like, causing, like, they're just, like, fucking shit up so like the crucible is the exact same thing where it's just like we're fucking bored there's no you know there we don't have an established society so of course you know what's the first thing that every civilization does murders for fun like that's and, just uh, <laughs> and nightcrawler well being worried about a lot is also is one of the main things he's worried about is the fact that kind of just cheapen death like yeah yeah it's it's all and- just violence and horny on Krakoa, yeah, those are the only. I mean, don't don't kink shame the the yeah. horny Krakoa. I'm cool with horny Krakoa. <laughs> Nightcrawler's <laughs> having this conflict because he's torn between what's going on and trying to figure out. But like he, this the mutant that's in or uh, that's in gets in the crucible in this issue runs into Nightcrawler looking for help, and he kind of just like shoes them off. He's like the welcome yeah. center's yeah. over there, buddy. Like he's the middle. Yeah, well, because she because she's like I'm lost. I'm lost, and he's like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's you're good. You're on Krakoa. You're home, friend. It's fine. And yeah, like means well, but is definitely preoccupied with his own like shit that he's going through. Yeah. And then yeah, he sees her in the crucible later, and she's literally like, I came to you. I thought we I were able you to, to do this so you could be merciful. Because basically, Magneto, while doing what the crucible's doing for. He's fucking torturing her, based like he's like yeah. It's it's brutal. It's br- much more brutal than Ernie. Yeah, because she's Apocalypse she's a pacifist. It. Like she's not yeah, a fighter, so exactly. she wanted to die by a merciful hand, but also get her powers back. Also, her power is altering gravity, so <laughs> her body is like it, it. reminded me of uh, we talked about the Expanse series uh, uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, but the Belters, how like since they grow up in artificial gravity, mm-hmm. they like grow all long and 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 spindly yep. um so she, that's her body and without her power she's suffering because gravity is just wreaking havoc on her like long ass bones Can't stabilize her body yeah 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 her body's just crumbling I like when so she gets reborn reborn her she doesn't have a control of her powers and it's just fucking with everyone's equilibrium they're just, oh. <laughs> just, yeah, just puking. except for like a couple of them are like i guess i just have good balance yeah. <laughs> i just like i just like how I'm sorry, I have no control. I'm she sorry. wakes up and yeah. just immediately makes Xavier throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the helmet, yeah. no less. Um, Good, but yeah, and her name is literally lost, so it was just a miscommunication that Nightcrawler didn't understand. She's like, yeah, oh fuck, exactly. that sucks. Yeah, that's um, got to be hard introducing yourself to anybody with a name like that. It's a total like who's on first yeah. moment, you know? Like <laughs> you're always gonna. Uh- <laughs> uh, so I guess between all of the other things, we kind of t- like. Uh, Kurt's been having like these nightmares and scenes and stuff, and the uh, kids um, keep talking about uh something about Patchwork Mountain. Yeah. yeah, and then Pixie, you kind of see something when Pixie gets resurrected. There's this panel where you see them in the background, and then really get a prominent look in a nightmare of Kurt's. Like, like what? Like it's like what the fuck is this? But I think at that point when it appears to him, he's like, oh, I. I know who this is. Yeah, yeah he's um, like, mm-hmm, this yeah. Is, this is a this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> yep. And also, he has a conversation with with Xavier, who is not he's he's not very subtle about. He's like, yeah, um, well, I need Xavier's help with this. The dreams too. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier's like, um, this is a problem. I know who it is. You know who it is. Uh, I need your help. It's and a, then, I can't. And then Kurt's like, why me? And Xavier's like, 
I needed like a gentle hand. Like I don't need you know if yeah. if anyone lashes out and attacks him, he's just gonna turn everything upside down. He basically down, figured literally. out there was someone that he couldn't sense, meaning it had to be probably at at least an omega level telepath that could basically hide themselves from mutant from from Xavier. Uh, and they were like feeding on everyone's nightmares and fears. And yeah. Who do we know so he, like that? Hmm. Yeah. Who also has Cy Spurrier written some of the best material <laughs> on? Right. Uh, yeah, it's fucking Legion. Fucking uh, Legion. Fucking Legion. Who is always great. Um, uh, where the fuck was he leading up to this? He was. The I forget where he was chilling? before. Just chilling. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. No, he he's the whole crux of the last story arc with the. Nate, yeah, Nate that's Gray. okay. With Nate Gray and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just. Don't remember how that, like, if he died or like how that like wrapped up. Right. I just don't remember the end of that story arc. Basically. Yeah. He was so too busy got... having two seasons of an awesome show on FX. Three. three. There was nice. three seasons. Yeah. There was yeah. three Jesus seasons. There's another season that you need. I gave up <laughs> halfway through the season. second season just because there wasn't enough drugs in the world for me to understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Dude, that's fair. I just think uh, it's interesting through this crisis of faith. Um. That Curtis having figuring out how he can make a religion and figuring out how we could maybe steer them towards the right path. We now still we get the introduction of oh, we didn't even talk about it much. Doctor Nemesis. I wanted to go back and yeah. talk about Doctor Nemesis and Legion. So we get some two great characters popped in this book that are going to probably you know be obviously yeah. main characters and players. Going the way forward. he runs into Doctor Nemesis is fucking amazing because like. Like literally, Doctor Nemesis is just like hiding in the shadows while yeah, just um, being creepy ex- as fuck. Yeah, Exodus is like d- talking to the kids around the campfire about the Crucible. Yeah. You know, trying to do that whole like religion thing, like you know the ceremony aspect of the Crucible. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids just can't shut up about the Patchwork Man, um, which has kind of become like a like a myth. You know, yeah. Um, and and uh, literally, Kurt is just like watching them and being watched. So he like snatches up uh, who turns out to be. Uh, Dr. Nemesis, and he's like, oh, hey, Dr. Nemesis, what the fuck is wrong with your head? <laughs> and he just like, says, silence. Ah! <laughs> just like it's fucking, what a silence. great He's answer. just growing just psychedelic got- mushrooms out of his head. It's fucking amazing. If you've, if you've never Boss. read Spurrier's X Club, it is so good. Dr. Nem- <laughs> Dr. Nemesis is such a good character. I actually haven't, but that's I've, amazing. I've always, scratch, uh, I've always scratched my head going like, I wonder what the best mutant ability would be, and it turns out growing psychedelic mushrooms out of the top of your head. Like, <laughs> I'm going to put a flag in that, that one, that, I think. I don't think that's his mutant ability, but... I mean, he's figured out a way to do it, it's so... Led the science. Mutant ability is science. Yeah, I science is the, his mutant ability. I love the data page that is... Uh, the different breakdowns of like the science department of Krakoa and it's all him and then a yep. footnote oh, that yeah. says fucking suck it sinister you don't have a, have a monopoly on this <laughs> I just think it's like a submi- it's a you proposal see, this, for it this is why you need to read the data pages for the <laughs> tiny jokes that you're missing I think one of these studies is fertility and sexy times nice <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty but tricky. I love this issue okay. I love a good crisis of faith Oh my god! It, it, yeah, like there's so many good questions that that Nightcrawler's asking. It's like, you know, what happens to that that time that's lost in between dying and being resurrected? Like, since we lose that piece, no matter how small or big it is, does that still make us us? You know, like, are you still the same person when you come back? And what like, becomes of you know, the soul? You, is the right. soul? Yeah, does the soul exist? Like, there's so many interesting questions around 
the way that they've, you know, conquered. Death. And everyone's so putting so it, much pressure on Kurt to be the guy to come up with their theology, and he's having a crisis of faith. Yeah, yeah, because it's not their his traditional philo- like philosophies and religion are not going to apply here because again they've conquered the things that those religions either fear or preach something after. Yeah. So like, uh, it's also a different Magneto, thing. Magneto calls, uh, <laughs> he calls him a dusty, a dusty God. old yeah. God. There's a lot of really dusty great interactions God. with Magneto in this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we even missed the prank. Yeah. How? Yeah. We didn't even talk about the prank. Kurt from that battle brought back this statue of Magneto. Cause he was literally, he was literally in a museum of mutant horrors. Yeah. Just like every atrocity a mutant has, has committed. It was like a museum dedicated to that because it was like an anti-mutant thing. So yeah, he brings back the, the plot of X-Men number one. He brings, he brings back, back the X-Men like, number one missiles. Yeah. <laughs> there they are. And then, and then amazing. Magneto uses it as a, a, opportunity to just give a sermon on how fucking great mutants are and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I don't think does Magneto ever miss that opportunity. <laughs> it's true. Like let's Yeah, cuz cuz then cuz yeah, cuz then Kurt's like, "Oh, I was just trying to make a joke." Oh, yeah, okay, you're just going. Oh, you're just okay. you're yeah. doing it's this. Just, right, it's just well, Magneto doing, it. doing what he's best at. And then he pulls Magneto aside afterwards. He's like, "Yo, man, what was that?" And, and Magneto's like, "Yo, it was a sermon. I assumed you would know about yeah. that." <laughs> like so good it's fucking ridiculous uh, so good yeah okay no, i think that was it we did yeah it. this book is great I, I i was almost like when i first heard about this book i was like oh great a, a, a mutant religion book but then i'm like you know what fucking yeah a mutant religion book let's fucking do <laughs> yeah, it come on man i don't is believe not, you what could i don't what believe could possibly in, be m- I don't, more your shit yeah, than the mutant yeah. religion With Nightcrawler, book. i don't believe i just I, I wasn't on board at first but now i'm completely on board you've been you've been a, a the naysayer about every single x-men book and then the strongest proponent of them after it's they just, come it's, out it's a weird thing i i don't want to like x-men but i love x-men <laughs> just just accept it bro it's fine yeah. just be one with the x-men yeah man you're gonna love the gala you've been talking shit on the gala this whole time and we're gonna be fucking fabulous deal with it god damn yeah no i know i get it i, I accept it <laughs> whatever what's uh what's out this week guys uh, harley quinn and silk harley quinn and robin yes we and detective comics and sword and not not sword. New can, mutants. can we New just mutants have a week where like a couple books come out that we like uh, berserker um, oh shit department of truth action deadly comics oh, shit. for for casey uh, and i deadly classes back i don't think that this is gonna be able to be a pick but the barry windsor smith monsters hardcover sure it's gonna be fucking cool cable uh, yeah yeah once a future, Yo, I, I looked. I flipped. I flipped through the Batman Black and White that comes out because we, we got it in today. Yeah. And um, holy shit, is it a murder's row? Like I know we say that every time it comes out, but like it is a, such a good lineup of fucking creators. It's so sick. Good. Sick. Can't wait to check yeah. that out. Hell yeah! The next man thing with Spider Man. Yeah. Woo! Better yeah, bill. Uh, Ray. Uh, sorry, RJ said Silk. That's coming out. Yeah. yeah Shadecraft. Yeah. That looks good. I've Ooh. been enjoying that one so far. Yeah. Also got Modoc. Ooh, the Hellfire Gala Guide. Oh. Okay. So we're gonna do a whole special Hi. episode where all we talk about is the Hellfire Gala Guide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm down. 
Um, you joke, but yeah, I'll be down. off. The, I'll be off that week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Witch Blood number two. Nice. Oh, the the new um uh uh Sean Phillips Ed Brubaker uh Reckless oh, book. Shit. Yeah. Friend of the Devil. Fuck yeah. So dibs. No, that means I'm getting it. No, dibs. Because you I said dibs. apparently think dibs work in reverse. <laughs> yeah, <I> so <laughs> you guys with your fucking dibs beef, like let it go. Just be friends. No, Casey yeah, just let it needs go. to re- let me have the book. No, Casey it's just literally needs to re- about Satanism. Let Dude, me have this. I will this. turn this no. car around. You're not allowed to just claim everything that's remotely related to your interests. Yeah, I that am. Works. That's how interests work. That's how dibs work. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't can, own those. You can have the comic no. book about bowling. Every and time shit. you about have called, bowling. hold on. No. Every time I've called dibs, you have disrespected the dibs. Uh, so right. you need to you need to earn some credit back. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> you know how you don't run into problems with dibs? You like more stuff. Yeah, no. thank you. Just, you. you just no. You. I'm talking both. I'm of you. sorry, mi- uh, no, mi- I miss. Like, I only I have two personality everything. traits. Like more things. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> if if we have an episode next week, um, <laughs> please tune in while we talk about these books. Hopefully, we'll have this shit figured out by then. Um, <laughs> we won't. God damn it! Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Um, Join our Patreon. We got a lot of cool stuff out on Patreon. Um, I've been hosting this six-episode um, miniseries on Dueling Genre Versus about Batman the Animated Series. Um, I think the last episode of that just popped up. Um, Sean is uh, hosting the next crop of those. Uh, we're doing The Good Place. Ooh. We are. Ooh. Season one. So, Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of stuff to be excited about on our patreon so join our patreon um listen to the cool content listen to uh, all of the stuff on dueling genre there's all kinds mm-hmm. of cool stuff um our uh, uh scott corelli and nick jimenez are are doing um their franchiseography show uh just finally came out they're working their way through men in black we just talked about the real men in black a few episodes yeah, ago but listen to them yeah. talk about the uh cinematic men in black the will smith men in black on franchiseography um so yeah so that's uh that's everything i think that's everything right yeah yep yeah. uh go buy some comic books and uh get your vaccinations man everyone everyone get vaccinated now go get vaccinated Everyone's doing it. what are you listening to this stupid <laughs> show for go get vaccinated Go get go listen to the show while standing in line to get vaccinated. It'll take you fifteen minutes, and then you'll have the you know the other hour forty five minutes or whatever. To to. Yeah. So uh, go go take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Uh, buy some comic books, and we'll see you next week. Uh, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.